Hello and welcome to Lay Back with Betfair. I'm Tom Haylock, joined with the hostess with the mostest, Luke White. How are you, mate? Great, Tom. I'm good. I've recovered from Sydney. Huge uh, weekend a, last weekend. It was. Yeah, it was. We were there. We were vocal about that. We are at the slipper. Uh, quite a good day, but yeah, it t- takes a couple of days to recover at this age. Can I talk about, right off the top, what happened last Saturday morning? Now, I was sitting there getting ready for the races and your room in the hotel... Yeah. Celine Dion pumping. Mm-hmm. Now, it was, wasn't the warm-up I was expecting for a big day at Rose Hill, that's for sure. But what's going on there, mate? For about the last six years, whenever I go on a punting trip with the boys, I like to pump Celine Dion when I iron my clothes. <laughs> and how did it go for you? Power of love. Well, it, it wasn't as good last week. <laughs> wasn't as effective. And I put that down to you being there. Oh, jeez, that's harsh. Um, <laughs> well, let's throw to last week. Let's see how we did. I'm going to lay isotope. Um, yep. At $4, I don't mind that. at $4 with the speed map the way it is, I think it'll be a bit of a rough and tumble race. I don't think it'll be very easy. I'm happy to lay it first up off that break, but concede it's a massive chance. I'm laying Steinem for all the reasons I just said. Yep. Um, J-Mac won't care about race 10. Yes. So your best Zaki uh, got up, mate, which was impressive run. A lot of chatter around the industry, whether it was a uh, as strong a race as what it should have been with who was in there, uh, how the race was run and the tempo, etc. But we got the job done. And who it was cares a, how, how strong the race is? you just got to find the winner, don't winners you? Winners are winners, yeah. Uh, my Great best, run. My best was Mawanga got scratched. That is a tick on the spready. <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't lose, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. I laid Isotope nowhere near it and you laid Steinem. You were a little bit nervous though, I think, in that last race there. I was. You were. I but was a little bit nervous. So overall, pretty good results. When I said Montefilia was a chance to knock off Very Elegant, I did not expect that. Um, you, you backed like, Montefilia too. I did, yeah. yeah. You're but up and about. Like you said last week, when you're laying things that are that short at like the $1.30 mark, your risk is quite small. So congratulations to the punters who got on the lay side and collected there. But anyway, let's stop being post-rates race experts. I've got some cool Betfair data uh, to talk about later. Plenty let's coming up. Yeah. Lay back and let's rip in. Group 1 Tancred Stakes. Group, eight, group 1 Vinery Stud. We've got races at Mornington. Three listed races. The winner you're in. Mornington Cup as well. Um, thank you for the stake as well, mate. That was mm. that was very nice. I appreciated that. Yeah. On screen we'll have a photo here at the moment. It's, you win dinner <laughs> and you're supposed to be a mate and just ask for a palmy and you've actually gone to one of the best steak restaurants in Sydney and got a Wagyu. But uh, it was re- good. Revenge will be had. Oh, you wouldn't happen to put it on the work card, would you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get stuck in it. Mornington, um, sunny, twenty-three degrees at Mornington. Rail in the true position. Good for at the moment. It's an interesting track. It's um, rarely used for the Saturday metropolitan meetings. But the listed Mornington Cup, mate, you are keen on number two, Pondus. I am. Like you said, Mornington can be a tricky track, though. It's actually probably, it, to be honest, it's not one of my favourites to have a bet at. Uh, the way they come around the corner, it's like they're going uphill. It, it can be a tricky track, but uh, Pondus came out last start at Flemington to produce a run that we all know he was capable of. Uh, he stomped on them, basically. He destroyed oh, them. Oh, it's a good win. Uh, the horse came out and SP'd at $1.90 in the Queen Elizabeth when it came to Australia. Um, and the only, I think... He, lo- he loved a group placing when he was here and then he mm. went back overseas. He's back again. Yes. And it was just impressive to see what he did last start and how he pulled away from him. I thought it was sensational. Uh, MD Sticks, the figure was huge. 
Uh, is it a two-horse race? At the time of recording, Crystal Pegasus and it are about joint favourites at the moment. But on the other hand, it comes out of benchmark 84s. So there isn't much here to beat it in my humble, and I think it'll be popular with the punters. So up you go, Pontus. Pondus, go ahead and break their hearts, boy. You're keen. Um, you're very bullish on a horse that's been beaten. Let's have a look at it. Five. It's been beaten at, at these prices. $5, $4.50, $6, $2.75, $3.50, $2.10, $3.80, $3.50, $3.50, $3.50, $3.50, $3.50, $3.50, $3.50, $3.50, $3.50, $3.50, $3.50, $3.50, $3.50, $
the the wide barrier for her, especially over the 1600 meters at Mornington. You probably come up and say it's no good, but long run, got the shoot start down there. It's probably the best start to draw wide, especially for a front runner. She'll work forward. Um, Joe McNeil rode this horse two back and rode it really well just to get nabbed by Barb Raider and Cardigan Queen. Now that form stacks up superbly. Barb Raider's since won. Cardigan Queen's unlucky not to win since, ran second. Rolls forward, controls the speed from out there. It will be very, very hard to beat. Um, that Cardigan Queen form ties in as well through Blushing Tycoon, Commander Hurry, top honours. She went to Adelaide, she won easily. Um, what's she done wrong? I think the race sets up perfectly for her and... I think she's a deserved favourite in race eight, the Mornington Guineas, number 12, Ancient Girl. Um, tell me why you're against her. Yeah, not a bad argument. Uh, handy little filly, that's for sure. Is is she priced off that run before, though? Uh, she, oh, sorry, is she priced off now coming through that Morfittville Guineas? Because I don't think it was anything super. I, I think she's got to be priced off the run prior, doesn't she? Between yeah, well, fairly average race, I thought, from the uh, from Morfittville. Pretty good, though, in the vanity, uh, like you said, the prior to that. Some speed maps have her pushing forward, but this looks like quite a messy map from mine with some speed and makes things tricky. There's a couple in this race that have managed to jump the gates and trade incredibly low in play. One was a horse I mentioned last week in Top Honours. Mm. Top Honours and Commander Harry have done it multiple times where they've SP'd at huge prices and hit low uh, in play prices. So keep an eye out for that. Match that with the fact that John McNeil is ice cold. Oh, you're potting jockeys again. He's running at a Here neg- he is. He's running at a negative 75% ROI on his last 50 rights. Um but I'm not knocking him. I you hope, are knocking him. I hope he turns it around on Saturday. But for that, you can leave me out at those odds, Tommy. Now, do you reckon he's – this is an interesting point. Is he a good enough jockey to turn it around? Do you back him and have the faith that he will turn it around? Well, at the moment, I think if you look at it, Craig Williams and Brett Preble are in the exact same spot. Yes. They're yep. both in slumps. They both need to turn it around. So eventually it'll come whether it's in peak autumn somewhere or it's in spring, but you would hope that they will turn it around at some point. Well, I hope it's in the Mornington Guineas for Jai McNeil. Um, we'll get to Rose Hill in a second, but one oh, time for my favourite segment, the, the weekend wash-up, and I love your headlines here, mate. Let's have a look back at the week that was in your weekly, weekly wash-up. Yes, let's start with blowouts. Uh, around the country, nine horses hit $30 plus in the run to go on and win. Uh, there were two in the nine. main... Nine. There were Jeez. two in main races, though, that hit $100 plus. Uh, if you're following the Betfair Twitter account, you probably would have seen a couple of them, but Flemington Race 1, Blandford Lad. Uh, punters in all sorts, punters on the floor straight <laughs> up, uh, going from a pre-play max of $48 to $120 in play and winning. Celine Dion didn't help you there, mate. No. Uh, the biggest race of the day, the slipper. Yes. Uh, Fireburn, how good. Had a max pre-play price of $24. Firmed up a bit, then drifted 27% in the last three minutes. SP'd at $19, mind you, mm-hmm. and hit $150 in play. <laughs> and wins the lot, takes the price. That was money, an amazing win. Gets it all along done. the inside. Got knocked over. You, how I don't, how she won was beyond me when she got knocked over. Hence the big price in play. But huge win. Well done to those who got it. Thursday night as well. We had the the VIP Betfair event in Sydney, and Avdala was there. Yes, he was uh, quite bullish. So well done to Brenton. Um, next headline. Ouch. I'm getting quite creative. You're good at these headlines. Um, 13 runners around the country on Saturday hit $1.20 or less in the run uh, to go on and lose. Yeah. The average BSP of this lot, Tom, $8.90. 
which shows that most are at the pointy end of the market. Mm. So a few favourites there getting done. There were five that hit $1.10 or less, and there was one. One dreaded 101 beat. Uh, we have to go over to Ascot. Uh, race two, Gold Merit. Max, $5.20, firmed 8% in the last three minutes to BS, uh, BSP at $4.50. Hit 101 in the run, goes under. Ouch. The final one to bring us home, Prom, King and Queen. Your headlines just get better and I better. Know, I don't know how I'm going to keep this up. Um, <laughs> the most popular runners on the day, these were. I thought I'd bring them up uh, via traded volume on the exchange, were Beyonce's little sister, Yonce, mm. uh, was the most popular at the short odds. 1.3 million held um, on her. Coming in second was your boy, Zaki, with 750k match, but they were the most popular runners on the day. Fantastic work, mate. Some of your best. Thank you. Thank you. Just get better and better, deeper into your prep. Um, let's get to Rose Hill. Now, what a day it is. Two group ones, the Vinery Stud, the Tancred Stakes. Uh, soft seven at the time of recording this. I do, I dare say it'll be a heavy eight, maybe a nine come race day with the, the showers around later in the week, even on Saturday. Overcast conditions as well, 22 degrees. And the rail's interesting position, Whitey. Five metres from the 1,400 metres to the winning post and four metres throughout for the remainder. Let's get to the Tullock Stakes. Um, tell me why the favourite, Sword Point, can't win. Going back to that point, we were there last week at Rose Hill. It seemed to be a lot of kickback to me. When we got out there, there was dark clouds everywhere. I'm worried that's going to happen again. I worry we will be on a genuine heavy. Yes. No, so how the track plays is beyond me. I'll probably have to bet race by race. But Sword Point, uh, this race brings a heap of different form lines for me including a couple of bolters from New Zealand. Mm. Uh, Sword Point has done absolutely nothing to make me want to back it <laughs> as favourite. Tell on us what you really think. It's pretty open, but as favourite on Saturday, please. The last race on a heavy nine was in a benchmark 78. Mm. Um, it was okay because it had to run three wide. I, I, I do take that, but absolutely flat to the boards in the, on the last 200. Um, it's won over 2,000 at Rose Hill a couple of starts back, which is in its favour, but that was with 52 kegs on its back. Um, on a soft five. Hmm. It's up in class. There's multiple form lines. It won't even start favourite for mine. I also need to see how much rain we get and how heavy the track is. But at this point in time, I am laying sword point. Yeah, you make a fair point, but it's $5 for a reason. $5.50 bet fair. It's a hard lay at $6, Whitey. Put your money where your mouth is there. Um, I'll cap it at six fifty. Oh, gee, come on, mate. You just you just potted it for ten minutes and now you're six dollars fifty. It's six dollars now. That's a big lay. Jeez, um, I reckon this is a real setup for Chris Waller here. He's identified that this horse is a Tullock Stakes horse, going places. He's freshened it up on the back of that Rose Hill win over two thousand meters. Returns to the scene of the, the scene of the crime. First up, dead set trial for mine. Three day. James McDonald couldn't care less if he was three wide. This was its target. They, obviously, he came out, smashed the clock, ran really, really well in winning by 4.2 lengths at Rose Hill back in January. Chris Wallace spelled it, had a trial, had that, that run over 15.50, which was a trial, ready to peak here, straight to 2,000 metres. James McDonald sticks. Um, I can see this Colt running really well. He's got plenty of upside. and I don't think it'll be hard to beat, and um, I'm happy to be with him. Okay. Poor argument, I thought, but move on. <laughs> Stiff. <laughs> well, this will be interesting. The uh, Emancipation, the race five, the group two, 1,500 metres. And interesting little race, Whitey. Now, you're with Anavisto here. Yeah, I've drawn the backside. Uh, is an interesting race. 
uh, for listeners, all our thousands of listeners that listened to the first show, I think it was. I was all over Kiss mm. on All Four Cheeks last you start. Were, yep. And now I have to sit here and make a case against Verona Vista. But I can absolutely see why it's favourite and at the pointy end of the market. 13 starts, only missed the podium three times. Uh, very dominant SP profile, looking back at all its starts. Smashed them first up in a group three with Carr on board. Jamie sticks here, drops from 57 to 55, maps very well. Um, if she handles the Sydney way of going and we don't get a complete bottomless track, she's going to be very hard to beat, Tom. A lot of ifs there, mate. A lot of ifs. Untried on a heavy track. Now, this mare, I don't know why she's favourite, to be honest. She's been the best place horse in Australia, in my opinion. She's got a great career record. She's won six from 13, but who's she beaten? Um, ecumenical. Like... Come on, mate. Give me a spell. It's a group horse one. Vespertine. Like, she steps up against some genuine group horses here. Group one horses, in fact. Got horses coming out of the group one Coolmore in this. Um, I can't have her whatsoever here. Um, I'm, I think the group one form is the better form. And she's not in my top three or four. She's favourite here. Um, she's drawn barrier 11. Where does she get to from there? This is a toughest task by a mile. As I said, haven't got in my first three or four. You can have her all day, every day. Um, that is Ana Visto there. I'm laying at the 350, 360, mate. Nothing to add? Nah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Group 3, Doncaster Prelude, race 6, 1,500 metres. Obviously, the lead up, the Prelude 2, the Doncaster, the big one. Um, have you got an opinion here, mates? You're with the favourite, our Playboy, who's averaging about $4 on Betfair? <laughs> You're with our Playboy Now you will never complain about this show Giving a stitch up again Making me want to back our Playboy Look, You've just uh, made my case for me then It's not one of mine You will not see me put up a big argument here uh, To back this horse <laughs> It's uh, I just oh, I can't get near it It mixes its form too much And I won't be backing it on the day Well tell me why it can win but for the Why sake is of, it favourite? For the sake of a little argument And for the listeners yeah. that do want to back it It's best is good enough it's best is it? is good enough to win this race. It, it goes in the wet. Yes. And you've got a senior jockey on down in the weights. So if it ran a flashing race, so be it. Map is no good. Could be way back there. I, I couldn't back it. I, I think you'll see a drift. How it's $3.94 is beyond me. If it shows up, it's too good for me, Tom. I'm against. You were meant to be backing it. Um, oh, sorry. I'm with it. <laughs> but... After we go offline, I'll tell you that I'll probably will lay it with you. <laughs> um, has the market just gravitated massively to Jamie Carr? I think so, yeah. Like Ana Visto in, in race five and now this horse here in race six. I mean, I can't I can't have him. He, where does he map? Last defence? That's exactly right. $4. He probably maps last defence. I'm counting a couple here. Imaging flies fresh. Um, won a trial really well. Um, last win, our... Playboy had traded $470 in play. Can you believe yeah. that? If, if you're backing it, you will certainly get a better price in play. Why would you the take $4 now when yeah. you can probably get 10 in play? Because mm -hmm. it'll be last offence, have a lot of work to do. You take take it in play all day, every day. Um, I'm actually keen on one here as well. I'm backing Imaging and I'm backing a horse first up called the Frontman. $51. You'll probably get 70s or 80s on Betfair. Now, this horse trials superbly. New Zealand galloper. Regan Bayless on board. Maps to get absolutely all favours. 54 kilos. I think he's a, a nice horse in probably a weak race, to be honest, to Doncaster Prelude. So, two horse play for me. I'm backing the class. I don't think the three-year-old's much good. And I'm backing Imaging first up and the front man first up. 
Don't go soft, mate. In the car on the way here, you said moral. Yeah. $60 moral <laughs> is what you said. I think it's a... I think he This is, is a, a time to be a hero. When we do the flashbacks on this show, it's what you've got to do. Okay. Moral. Be a hero. The front man. Each way moral at Gamble 60s. responsibly. <laughs> Too good. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, pretty keen to play in race six of Doncaster Prelude. Race seven. Um, Dwayas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're bullish about this. Tell me why you're bullish about Dwayas. Mare's in form, Tom. Mm-hmm. Mare's in form. Uh, its form reads zero from three starts in the wet. But it was a moral beat in oh, the Chipping Norton. Wasn't ever. A moral beat. Yep. It lost a plate mm-hmm. on that heavy 10. So if the track drops up, it doesn't phase me. I don't care. Um, I will say massive her last two starts. Huge data on the board. Josh Parr knows the horse very well. And this is looking like the best of the day for me. Um, I think on Betfair, 320, 360, anywhere out there, I'm happy to be with it. I think it's the best horse in the race. Um, She's Ideal is one that might improve coming back onto a heavy track. and heavy to back off that last start. Yeah, but if you go back to the start before, it got very close to very elegant. The Sydney way of going with the the wet deck, it could be a danger late. I'm backing Jewess though. I'm keen. It's a get on for me. Yeah, well, hard horse to lay off the back of what she did last start. I concede that. Um, I'm probably tipping her on top too, Whitey. I think she's going to be very hard to beat. It's all about price here. Why Why would I possibly lay her? Now, the only time she met Great House was the Corfu Cup. Great House beat her by 10 lengths. Um, so there's that. Um, every single one of her wins, she's actually traded longer in price. She's a get-back horse. So from barrier seven, you might get a better price. Um, I... I do concede like 2,400 metres, different pain barrier again from what she did last start. So she's got to do it again here. And as I said, that Great House form through that 2,400 metre run in the Caulfield Cup reads favourably to Great House. Um, does she settle closer in the run? She's zero from three on heavy tracks. They're the reasons why I concede she might drift. I think she's going to be pretty hard to beat myself. I'm tipping her on top. It's I just told price. you that zero from three on heavy tracks yeah, is a complete myth. I know. I think she's going to be very hard to beat in the, the Tancred Stakes, the Group 1. Where to next, base? mate? The uh, Vinery Stud. Do you want to go first here? Hinged? Yeah, Hinged is a favourite here in the Group 1 Vinery Stud, over 2,000 metres for the Phillies. Yep. Um, about $4.30 on Betfair. You can lay a 450 470 mark. Yep. Um, you're against her, though. Yeah, pretty open market as well, like Gypsy Goddess, etc. is in it. But I think you're keen. Hard to knock. Um, will relish the conditions and gets the best map of those in the market, in yes. my opinion. Yep. Um, can I knock her, though? 2,000 metres, is it a question mark? Um, can she run a strong 2,000 metres on a heavy deck after a couple of heavy runs? Because the further she's been a mile, um, I think we'll see improved performances from Fangirl and even Yearning. Back to Sydney on the wet deck. With a better map, I also think Gypsy Goddess looks like a great stayer on the rise. No huge knock from me, but I just think there's a lot of... There's a couple of question marks, and there's three or four that I definitely give a chance. So I'm against at the moment. I couldn't dive into that price. Yeah, it is an open race, Whitey, for sure. There's a few different form lines. Gypsy Goddess comes in, done nothing wrong. Um, she could be an absolute star, Gypsy Goddess. She won five from five, but 
question marks about a lot of these. I thought Fangirl was playing last start. Yearning was a bit playing last start too. They have the ability. I'm worried about Fangirl on a genuine heavy track. I think he's uh, she's a, a big striding filly that probably goes better on the, the firmer tracks. That I think she's got class. But Hinge just maps so well here. She's drawn perfectly. She doesn't have to get as far back as she did in a Coolmore. Now, I think that's Coolmore form. We'll get a guide obviously through the emancipation earlier in the day as well to the Coolmore form. But she was fantastic. She ran 12.28, fastest final 200 metres of that race. She's back to her own age now. She maps perfectly. If she sees her at the 2,000 metres, she's, she'll be winning, in my opinion, um, just based on the map and everything. And it's, it's as simple as that. So 4.30, I think that's uh, about the right price. It's also one of those ones where, you know, like – we're talking about run races on Saturday on a Thursday and we need to see what the track's going to do, how heavy, like Sydney's just so up and down with this weather. So there's so many factors to come into this when placing your bets. I think everyone will be betting late, but it's, yeah, you make a good argument. It's certainly there if the conditions suit. Interesting to see what the market does in a race like this as well. Do they come for a a potential star like Gypsy Goddess? How do the the data guys line up the Queensland form there? See what the market does late. It's going to be fascinating. Also, the the track was definitely favouring those on inside. We Mm. saw um, the slipper winner win along the fence. It was definitely favouring those on the fence last week. So interesting to see how it plays on Saturday. Finish off with race nine, the Group 3 Star Kingdom Stakes here. Whitey and you are very keen to back Gravina, but there's a little um, nuance here with mm. Mautai, who gets a run now, Yeah, um, who will probably start favourite Mautai, but we mm. looked at Gravina because we weren't sure whether Mautai would get in the field as second emergency, but he's in now. Um Gravina, number 13, $3.80 on Betfair, $4 on Betfair. You can lay at $4.40. You're making a case for Gravina. Yeah, not very keen. I certainly wasn't confident in my comments doing them uh, last night with Mautai on the market. Obviously coming off that bomb trial. Will it be over bet though? We might get a good price on Gravina on the day. I'm not sure. Um I think uh, we are focusing on Gravina in the four five dollar market. We speak twelve hundred meters is very suitable here. The third to Shelby sixty six. Uh, as much as we, we uh, <laughs> had a laugh about that form, seems to be great form Jeez. now, and uh, a, she has a great SP SP profile. Um, the heavy track, no issues. How far does it get back? Can they run on? Could be an issue, but great figure last start. I do admit the map looks sticky, but I thought Count de Rupee could be a big improver. I'm not keen to back at this stage because I could change my mind come 5pm on Saturday. So let's see how, well, I've wrote on my notes, let's see what comes up in the field and what the conditions are like. Yep. Now we know Mautai's in. I think we'll get a better price than what we'll currently get, but uh, she's definitely a massive chance. Question. Um, with Mautai being in the field, does it actually hurt Gravina's chances a lot? I, I don't think it does because suddenly Gravina gets a, a really solid tempo can can finish over the top of them. Um, yep. And you might get a better price because yep. Mautai's in. It's an interesting one. Mm, it is, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm laying Gravina though, that's it. Um, he's a hard horse to lay. He's consistent. He finds the line. He's... Um, He's, he just does nothing wrong. He's placed in, in plenty of his runs. Gets Karen McAvoy on today, Whitey. Now, going from Nashua Willa to Sam Clipperton, who's flying. We said that last week on the Super show. Super Sammy, yep. Uh, Karen McAvoy, since Feb 1, 84 rides for six wins at 7.1%. Um, negative 69% profit on turnover. Jeez, he's going average for a good so jockey. So what's the go then? All these genuine Group 1 jockeys are just... Falling off a cliff at the moment. What's I, I genuinely think there's hunger comes into it. 
um, we saw Preble when he came back. He was flying. He was hungry to win everything. I think there's a bit of a, a mental aspect to some of these jockeys that just go around and not necessarily they're not trying, but it's just that the hungry jockeys might have an edge. Um, I find that regularly. But Karen McAvoy is a very good jockey. Gets up for the uh, Everest every year. Yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> All the big group ones. Um, I don't know if he'll be too keen in the, the group three star kingdom stakes come race nine on Saturday. But Gravana just maps a little awkwardly. Maotai, as I said, gets in the field. It might help the field break up because Maotai will string them along. I think Maotai is going to be the horse to beat and uh, I'll be laying Gravana at the price. Um, time for the wraps and the best bets, Whitey. We did well last week. Well played. Um, mm-hmm. Have you got anything for us this week? There's nothing on my run sheet here, which worries me. Yeah, if you... Technical difficulties. <laughs> um, the best back of the day is Juas. Yes. Yep. Uh, I think it's a great price around that $3.50 mark. I'm more than happy to be with best horse in the race. Uh, so that's that's where I am. Best lay of the day, I could have had six or seven. I could have even laid one that I made an argument for in our playboy. Yeah. I'll let you lay it though. I'll stick to my guns. I'll lay sword point in the Tullock. Capping the price around the six six fifty mark, though. Um, outside of those races we spoke about, I thought boyfriend for Annabelle Nisham in race two, at an each way quote was uh, a very good bet. There you go. Well, I'm having a Tommy two play in race six is my best bet of the day. Race six, very keen to play. As I said, the front man each way. You maybe say it was a moral. Um, I don't know if it's a moral, but sixty one dollars is huge value for me. You'll get better on Betfair. These prices on Betfair for these roughies, they're, they're huge. So home of the roughie. Home of the roughie. Betfair.com.au. The front man each way for me, and I'm having something on number five. Imaging off that trial flies fresh as well. So that's my best play in race six. I'm laying two horses. I couldn't split them. Anavisto and our Playboy. Both of them look unders. Race five, Rose Hill, and race six, Rose Hill. I think both of them will get the chocolates or won't get the chocolates I think I'll get the chocolates and they won't win um, I think they'll drift so well played mate good show well played well played third up we're building nicely mm-hmm. you, you're you pretty confident on your first show anyway but yeah. anyway uh, thank you for joining us on Lay Back with Betfair hope to do it all again next week Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858.